the Titans, the Mount Rushmore players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see Giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. And welcome back to a wonderful episode of No Buts About It. It is beautiful outside. So if you are watching this inside and you have the means to go outside and listen to this, you should go outside if it's beautiful where you're at. I'll wait. Okay, okay. You should have. I think that was enough time for you to go outside right now. So uh, Chess is in his basement in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania that he had to break into. We were supposed to record at 1 p.m. And I got a text at 12, like 45, and it was like, hey, I'm locked out of my basement. What happened? What happened, Chess? And how did you get back into your basement? Um, so I, um, I don't really know how it happened because I don't ever lock the door because there's really no reason to down here. I mean, I have the door shut because I also have a cat and I have a bird, as many know. And I don't want the cat getting in here and trying to attack said bird. So I have the door shut, but I have no reason to lock it because it's not like I'm hiding anything down here. So there's no reason to lock it anyway. But whenever I came out of the room earlier at like 11.30, 11.45, went upstairs, did a couple things, came back down, the door was locked. So I must have accidentally pressed the button or something or bumped it or something went wrong because I hardly ever locked the door. So for it to be locked is just so rare and unnatural. So I um, I used a little, um, I forget what they're called, but I used it and um, to help get the door pushed open, uh, my mother and I fixed it more or less. We had to use a, um, I can't think of the name, but it's, it's like a little tool. Um, it's got like a little, it, it looks almost like an L almost uh-huh. um to, i wish i could show you because i don't have it but um yeah it looked like a little l and i don't remember the name right now um but yeah we, we stuck in it because like we couldn't remove the hinges off the door from the other side because the hinges are over here there's no windows down here so you can't break into a window and there's no other door and the lock is on this side and there's no screws on the other side of the doorknob just this little tiny hole so and we had to stick that thing inside of it and uh, press the button a bunch of times or at least try to and eventually it, it popped open. But yeah, um, I was going to break down the door, but we decided not to. Very uh, dangerous and also uh, a lot of money wasted if we can just get it unlocked. And we did. I still don't know how it happened, but um, but yeah. So that we're back in though. We're all, we're back in. So all right, that's all that matters. Trust is back in his pay, in his basement in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Other big news we've got: we 
finally have gotten rid of Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder is no longer an NFL team owner. A lot of people thought it was going to Jeff Bezos, but Jeff Bezos said yesterday he wasn't interested anymore. And guess who bought it? Philadelphia 76ers co-owner Josh Harris has bought the Washington Commanders for $6 billion. So he's got some experience uh, with professional sports teams. And now he owns the Washington Commanders, one of the struggling franchises in the NFL, for $6 billion. That's insane. That's an insane number. I can't even, like, I can't even, like, fathom, like, what that would look like right now. That's big, big money. Uh, Hopefully... Uh, Dan Snyder, or not Dan Snyder, but hopefully Josh Harris is able to turn around the team, make them competitive. Also, apparently Magic Johnson is a part of the ownership group that bought the team. So, uh, interesting. lots of big names coming to Washington to try to fix the commanders. We'll have to see what happens, how they do, um, whether there's some success there with Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett leading the charge at the quarterback position. Um what, what do you think about that? Are you glad Dan Snyder's gone? I assume you are. Most people are. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely – well, also going back real quick to the door thing, <laughs> I just want to elaborate. Um, it was called an Allen key. Oh, so, you know, okay. It's an, it's an Allen key. I was trying to explain. I could not remember for the life of me. It's an Allen key. So we need the but, Allen key sponsorship. Yeah, we need an Allen key sponsorship, especially for me because <laughs> I use a really skinny Allen key to stick it into this. It, it, it's, I wish I could show you, but it's, it's just this tiny little – thing in the knob and there's just no way to get it off but anyway back to dan snyder back to the show um pretty glad that he's gone um i I think it'll give like a a fresh start for the organization um just because you know it's kind of been i I wouldn't call it necessarily like a poverty franchise as some people have called it but it's definitely been a, a franchise that has struggled you know i mean granted like they've had seasons in which you know the one season they went on to play tampa bay in the first round of the playoffs not too long ago it was like you know uh the charge was led by heineke i believe it was back then um it was now a it, falcon yeah so it's not like it's um it's not like they've had like bad luck necessarily i mean they're like an they're like a decent team but like they've always just kind of struggled to make playoffs and stuff but i think one of the things that really is an issue in washington that i think needs to be addressed and i hope that the new owners do this is the uh stadium fedex field is atrocious and it needs fixed and i I can guarantee that anybody that's ever been there or is a fan of the commanders and that lives in the area probably would agree with me because that is definitely one of the worst stadiums that i have i've never been inside of it but physically have seen in pictures and stuff like that and have heard stories from other people that are like yeah this that's i went to the commander's game and it sucked because the seats and the style was just bad so well not even not even other people necessarily well i'm sure you have heard from other people but jalen hurts the philadelphia eagles quarterback uh was it last season or two seasons ago uh that Mm -hmm. that uh security gate fell as, that, yeah, as he was yeah. walking into the locker room and like a bunch of people and the gate fell like on top of Jalen Hurts and Jalen Hurts wrote the Washington Commanders a letter and he was like hey guys you you got to fix this this is ridiculous why is this happening the fact that the opposing quarterback one of your division rivals quarterbacks is writing you a letter to say hey fix your stuff like that's I, bad. That's bad. That's not a good look. Hopefully, Josh Harris is able to turn it around. But yeah, 
the commanders. But like you look up, you look up that stadium, and like it's done so many things. And like my friends, and like I said, have gone to different or like people that I know that are friends of mine that have gone to these games. You know, have told me like in the past, whether it was for whatever game or whatnot, is just <laughs> the stadium needs a ton of renovation, and it's not even that like necessarily new of a stadium. But I mean, I believe it's like almost the same age range as like Heinz, well, Akershire Stadium now. But like an Akershire Stadium, I, I think isn't that bad of a stadium. I mean, I feel like it's it definitely has some wear on it, but it definitely isn't as bad as FedEx Field. FedEx Field and... was built in 1997. Yes. When was Akershire and... Stadium? Oh one, maybe. Yep. Eight oh one, August 18, 2001. But, yeah, so so not too far off in age, but the fact that you know, like the or, the Sears organization is still making renovations and the stadium is still, you know, surviving and looking good, and you know it's still a pretty solid stadium, and it's been you know it's only a couple years difference as FedEx Field, and FedEx Field is atrocious. Like I remember they had some water main break. Do you remember that? Yeah, dude, it wasn't a water, water main. Break. It was it was their sewer pipes. Yeah, like people were sitting at the game. On the st- they got crap, literal crap, like landing yeah, on flying them. it. It was disgusting. Like it's how how do you let that happen in a football stadium? And, and like Dan Snyder did really absolutely nothing to fix it. And and I think it goes deeper than just the players and and the organization and who you bring it in. It like it goes as deep as like stadiums and just anything. I I think a new fresh would a fresh face or faces any ownership is going to be key for the the uh, commanders going forward and hopefully they at this point get a new stadium but right now i don't think there's any plans for the commanders to get a stadium i think right now it's just buffalo t- titans and chicago i believe yeah i mean right now are like the ones that have confirmed honestly for now so. i would just work on fixing what you've got make it something that the players can at least be somewhat proud yeah. to play in and then rebuild your fan base cuz I mean, they're they're in a whole change of everything. Everyone hates the Commanders right now. There's no reason to root for them. Their owner, have you met a Commanders fan? Because I've never yes. met a Commanders. Fan. There's, I've met you one. Have. Yes. Okay. And, but he refuses to call them the Commanders. He calls them the Redskins still, because he said the okay. Commanders have given him nothing to be proud of, but the Redskins have. Okay. So I mean, I guess that's like the Cleveland Indians, yeah, Guardians type yeah. thing, yeah. But, and I get it. But yeah, he. I mean, it's true, though. There's, like, nothing – you don't even want to go to the games. He said he went to the games, and he was, like, starting to root for the other team. But Yeah, and I, that's bad. Give us some infrastructure. Give us something to, like, be proud to be playing in. Um, start rebuilding a fan base. Because, like, fan, NFL fans will show up if it's oh, a absolutely. fun time. I mean, like, even – yeah. Even when the if Browns, it's not, like – yeah. When the Browns and Lions went 0-16 – the fans were still showing up. They had paper bags on their head, but they still showed up. And yeah, but nobody wants to pay, you know, and I remember there was a whole scandal at one point where Commander's tickets were less than freaking Frozen tickets at one point. So some of these tickets were going for like $8, and Frozen tickets were coming out that weekend. It was like Frozen 2, and they were like fourteen fifty, and people were trying to sell Commander's tickets for 7 I was like, that's ridiculous. But, like, that that's the type of situation that they're in. It's like, how do you let that happen it's football it's not like you're like baseball like there's 81 home games so obviously you're gonna naturally have 
you know, some games that you're going to sell tickets for $10, $8, maybe 15 I mean, same thing with basketball and even hockey in some aspects, depending on how bad or good the team is playing. But no matter how bad the football team is playing, there is only eight to nine home games a season for the NFL if you don't include playoffs and how, how a team would do in playoffs and where they rank. But, like, eight to nine home games – like come on you should be it should still be over 50 like not like seven like there is a clear issue in in the commander's organization and i'm glad that they they have gotten a new owner and i'm sure everybody is probably you know just thanking everybody ever the other owners the other owners were saying like we need to get this guy out of here it's got to be bad for the other owners to turn on one of their own (laughs) yeah but let's uh let's move on from there uh, other big news coming out of the NFC East, and that is that Mr. Saquon Barkley is refusing to sign his franchise tag and thus will not be participating in team practices, which start this Monday. This is a big deal because when uh, it, free agent was free agency was starting to open up, it was like, oh, Daniel Jones is going to be walking. They're not going to give him all the money that he wanted. He wanted like something. It was like forty-five million or something. I think he ended up getting like $40 million, if I remember correctly. And so Giants fans are super excited. They're like, sweet, we got this guy paid. Maybe overpaid a bit for him, but that's okay because we're going to keep Saquon on the franchise tag. Well, Saquon is saying no. Saquon is saying, hey, no, that's not how this works. I want to get paid a little bit more. Uh, another guy who's <laughs> also working on his contract situation for the Giants is Dexter Lawrence. So two big names coming out of New York that might not be on the team this upcoming season. Um, I'm kind of excited for the draft now, not even for like the rookies. Like obviously I'm excited for the rookies, but I think draft night is going to bring us a lot of trades. We might get a Saquon Barkley trade, might get a Derrick Henry trade. We can see Austin Eckler being traded, Joe Mixon, lots of running backs being traded. Lamar Jackson still out there as a possibility to be traded. That Aaron Rodgers trade still Aaron, hasn't gone through Aaron yet. Rodgers still, we're trade. still waiting on that. Uh, I, I read an article that somehow Aaron Rodgers going public with what he wanted is what led to the trade not going through yet. Uh, that didn't <sighs> really make sense to me. Um, nah, but I guess they sense. haven't talked in weeks about it. So, oh, wow. But wow. I don't. I mean, I don't want to go too deep into this, but I don't see why the Packers wouldn't trade Aaron Rodgers. At least get something for him because he's not going to want to play anymore for them. Yeah, but 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 with the Giants, though, I mean, Saquon. what do you think? Do you do you think Saquon will sit out then, or do you think what, what do you think Saquon will do? Because we know uh, in the two history of the running backs that did sit out that I think of in the last couple of years being Melvin Gordon and. Uh, you know, Le'Veon Bell sitting out, you know, their career is literally plummeted even sitting out half a season and then Le'Veon Bell sitting out a full season. Do, do you think that this would – now, I don't think this would benefit Saquon at all for sitting out, so do you think he would just try to declare trade? Because, like, at that point, like, he's not signing the um, the franchise tag. He's not signing the franchise tag. So what – what do they ex- what do they expect? Do they expect to make him a new contract? Like, what is what is the deal in in New York? I'm, you know, I'm thinking... especially with Saquon because they're, they're very big on Saquon to help run that um, excuse me, that uh that offense. I'm thinking so, new contract, new contract, or trade. But yeah, I guess I mean 
in his best interest, it should be, I won't play unless I'm traded, but I want to work out a contract. But he should probably get that rolling as soon as possible because if he sits out from now until November, homie is going to be literally rusty as all heck. Like, you can't tell me that that kid isn't going to be rusty, no matter how young or old he is. So they should. if I was the Giants and they figured he was worth it, I would definitely try a contract extension at some point or wait three weeks and try to trade him during the draft and see if you can get some picks. So Saquon's interesting because he's a running back, first of all, and the league has shown that they really don't want to play running, pay running backs. Uh, that's proven with guys like Derrick Henry being up for trade, um, Austin Eckler, all these star guys up for trade because the teams don't want to pay him. Saquon has had injury issues in the past. And he is younger than both Eckler and uh, Henry. Henry was 2016. Eckler was an undrafted free agent from the 2017 draft. So uh, I believe Saquon was 2018. So they're all kind of about the same age, but Saquon is a little bit younger as far as league experience goes. Saquon's a stud on the field, but he, he has an injury history. So him sitting out, I don't think that bodes well for him. Because sitting out, it says, hey, I'm, and I understand, like, you don't want to get injured when you're not being paid what you feel like you should be getting paid. I understand that 100%. But at the same time, you're kind of telling the league, like, I'm, I'm not going to put it all in for the team that I am playing for, especially in a situation where the, the NFL isn't really looking at paying running backs right now. They're paying quarterbacks. They're paying receivers. They don't want to pay running backs. If they don't have a running back, they'll say, let's go to the draft and we can get a new one. Because I was going to say, with running backs, I feel like it's a lot easier to replace running backs nowadays in the draft than it has been in a while. Because, like, I mean, you go to Kansas City, I mean, those running backs that they have, you know, you have Pacheco, like, and, and you just, they're just running all over the, and like, they're just, they're young bucks. Like, you don't really, they didn't even need like a Derrick Henry or a Christian McCaffrey to help them you know, when they, they just picked up these young guys. And, and I think that's the thing. I feel like a lot of these teams are not really looking to, you know, keep their running backs on because I mean, running backs do get a lot of wear and tear. I mean, wide receivers run around all over the place and then catch balls and run away. Whereas <laughs> running backs, they have to run through the O line and they have to run through and break all those tackles. It, it, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, a lot of wear and tear that running backs take compared to wide receivers. I feel like, I mean, granted, I know they all take their own wear and tear. I mean, running, planting and all of that stuff you know, is all goes into a wide receiver. But I feel like in a situation with running backs, I feel like it's definitely a lot easier easier to replace them than it is wide receivers because there's been a lot of wide receivers out there that they'll draft in like in, in like a second or third round or something like that and they won't end up doing anything. Or they'll be a fourth wide receiver just because they don't meet the criteria of the first three, you know? Yeah, it so yeah, kind of like what I was saying, young shelf life with running backs. I'm glad you brought up the Kansas City Chiefs because Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he was 2020, 2020 rookie. He was the same draft mm-hmm. class as Joe Burrow. We haven't seen him. And yeah, it's looking like they're already getting moved on from him. And uh, now Isaiah, Isaiah Pacheco is playing in the Super Bowl. Everyone's looking at him as the new running back in Kansas City. And he's a first uh, – that was his first year. He was a rookie. So mm-hmm. that just shows Najee looked, Harris. And he looked great. Steelers lost uh, James Conner. They said, okay, we'll go to the draft. They got Najee Harris. Um, 
Bengals are still hanging with Mixon, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals draft a running back. If Jamar Gibbs is there in the second round, I think they get Jamar Gibbs. Um, yeah, I think I think the Steelers um, are just gonna wait out Najee's contract, and I think then they're gonna go back to the draft and draft another running back just because. I just I think he's been for Najee. I think he's just been a little like inconsistent just because of his injuries and stuff. I mean, he can when he's healthy, he's really good. But when he's not healthy, he he struggles. And um, I think that you know it kind of just goes back to that same concept that a lot of these teams are looking at the draft for the future and not necessarily signing running backs as their starters. Like there are teams that are obviously. There's you know you have. You know, once James Conner left, he went to Arizona. Arizona picked him up, and they made him a, a running back. Like, they're one of their top running backs. But, I mean, not every team is like that. Not every team is going out of their way to sign these big-name running backs because you could take the same amount of risk on a 28-year-old running back that had a great season or use one of your draft picks and draft a running back in the third or fourth round. It might not cost you as much, and he ends up being a stud. I mean, you make or break and just let it work. I mean, even our backup Jalen Warren, I mean, like he's, he's, you know, pretty dang good for just being like a guy that takes like, you know, 30% of the snaps. So, so first round, the only running back I've really seen uh, mocked for the first round is Bijan Robinson, one of the biggest non quarterback names in this draft. So I was looking at what picks do the giants have? And he has been – I've seen him going to, uh, to the Dallas Cowboys as a uh, replacement for Ezekiel Elliott. And the Dallas, mm. Dallas Cowboys would have number 26 unless they trade up. So this is interesting because the Giants would have 25. So the Giants could, unless the Dallas Cowboys trade up, get B. John Robinson as a Saquon Barkley replacement. I think it would work better for the Giants than it would the Cowboys just because the Cowboys, even getting rid of Zeke, they still have Pollard. Right, but so. you want you want someone in case Pollard goes down. And Pollard and Bijan have two different games. They're two different I know, but, but, but then at that point, it's – I mean, it, it kind of helps, but you already have Pollard as like a running back one type thing. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily need to put somebody above Pollard. It would be like, it would be like the Chargers like a couple years ago like how they had Melvin Gordon and then Austin Eckler, and then they moved on from Melvin Gordon. They had Austin Eckler as their next starter who was running back two, moved up to running back one. It would be like them drafting in a later – like instead of, you know, them drafting whoever, they decide to draft like a Najee Harris to replace Austin Eckler and put Austin Eckler back at two. You don't really need to do that. You can – I don't think you would be saying Bijan is better than Tony Pollard. I think you would be saying – we have Bijan for like our power, like as a power back that we need, who kind of like if it's third and two or something, and we it have a guy work, who can go yeah. up the middle. Because that Bijan's game, from what I've seen of him, he's very aggressive. He's kind of that Derrick Henry type with the power, and he's just going to like run through and knock you down. Whereas Tony Pollard seems to be more elusive. He's shaky, he's going to slip past you. So, mm-hmm. two different games. And that also has the advantage of what I thought was beautiful that Kyle Shanahan was able to do in San Francisco and why I loved the Christian McCaffrey trade so much, as I've said multiple times, and I will continue to allude to this trade. 
it splits your touches, which limits the amount of injury you get. One of Christian McCaffrey's biggest problems was he was kind of a power back, but he was also elusive. But he was touching the ball pretty much every play, and he was getting hit every yeah. play. And that just doesn't work. So I don't want Tony Pollard touching the ball every play, and I don't want Bijan Robinson, hypothetically, with the Cowboys touching the ball every play. I don't want Joe Mixon with the Bengals touching the ball every play. That's I don't want any running back touching the ball every play just because it wears down on you. You get hurt, and then you lose them midway through the season. And there's some talented guys out there who aren't able to live up to their full potential because of that. Christian McCaffrey being one of them. Every, every year it was, oh, Christian McCaffrey is a top running back in the league until he gets hurt week eight. And yeah, I mean, but that that's that's how it is. And that's, you know, I mean, that's kind of what I talked about on the last show with Odell getting his ACL to be torn in week 12. I mean, it's just, yeah. Well, and the same thing's going to happen concept. in – in, with Odell, the same thing's going to happen in Baltimore, I think, because he's the, he's like the number one guy. I saw a thing that, like, his contract, I think it was, he gets a million if he leads the league in touchdown, or not the league, the team in touchdowns, or he gets, I think it was nine touchdowns or something, he gets a million. Then if he leads, um, or if he has a 1,000 yards, he gets a million dollars. And then if he has, like, over 60 receptions, I think it was, he gets a million dollars. And then if he leads the team in any of those categories, he gets a million dollars. So say he only gets eight touchdowns, but that's the most on the team, he would get a million dollars. So he could get an extra $4 million bonus. Well, he's $15 million guaranteed, and he's yeah. $18 million is the total contract. So if he hits all three of those, he'll get $3 million. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. So – uh, I'm sure oh, Odell's going to be working so hard that when he plants <laughs> wrong, he's going to tear his Achilles again. I guess he ha- it was an ACL last time, wasn't it? I think it was ACL. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I was thinking of uh, Des Bryant who went in. You remember that? And tore his Achilles twice. I, I just crazy. I felt I, bad for Des, but still. Yeah. That's why it's, if I'm Saquon, I'm not holding out because the Giants no. will replace you. They'll replace you so fast. Yeah, that's the way they're viewing it. Whether it's through trade or with B. John Robinson, they're in position where they can do it, I think. Um, and I'm sure they would love to steal a pick from their division rival. So other other big news, and I hate the way that the NFL sent out the notification for this. It, they said Falcons trade for third overall pick. That was that was what it said. What mm. actually happened was the Falcons traded a fifth round pick for Lions cornerback Jeff Akuda, who was the third overall pick in 2020. So behind Joe Burrow and Chase Young, and the Falcons are going to be good. I I am liking the Falcons for the NFC between the Falcons and the Panthers. The NFC South is going to be interesting. I think. Their defense, at least, is going to be insane. Your Wi-Fi is crashing it. Mr. Lentz, this is a public service announcement. The the Wi-Fi is crap. Chuss wanted me yeah. to say that on the last show, and I didn't. But um, well, I actually didn't want to say that, but, yeah, I like that. You told, you texted – don't say I didn't want to say it. You texted me, and you said oh, – I said that the I said the Wi-Fi was crap, but I didn't want you to say it on the show. But, well, I mean, that's fine. I don't – well, he'll listen to it, but <laughs> – <laughs> it's it's a it's a work it's a work in progress. It's, it's laggy. The Wi-Fi. It's okay. Yeah. Though. It's okay though. Um, 
Yeah, but the Falcons are trading a fifth-round pick for Lions cornerback Jeff Akuda per his agency. I think the Falcons robbed the Lions on that one. Yeah, I, I don't think. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's. I, I think the Falcons were. They, they, I think that's a solid trade, in my opinion. Dude, that secondary is going. They so. got Jesse Bates down there. They got Jeff Akuda down there. They're. Atlanta might be a lot better than we think. I mean, it's just keep it, keep, uh, keep Atlanta on your radar. I think the only thing that they they they're struggling with right now is figuring out their offense now. But That's I, I think saying, with one piece at a time, I think they could be really solid. Might need to draft Atlanta's defense in fantasy because they got some. We, we can do we can do a fantasy football segment come fantasy. They football got AJ time. Terrell down there with Jeff Akuda, Jesse Bates. Ah. Oh. Oh man, I'm excited for the Falcons. That they they've suffered so much and they deserve something. <laughs> um Devin White has requested a trade per Jenna Lane. He plays for the Buccaneers, was on the Super Bowl winning team with Tom Brady. Uh what do you think about that? And where do you think he'll end up? I mean, I feel like Tampa is a little is struggling a lot recently with trying to obtain players, but I feel like that's what happens when you try to buy a Super Bowl. Um, I feel like they, they just got a lot of players and then just kind of maxed out cap and then they had to let it go of a bunch of players. And now now we don't really know where Tampa Bay is going to land in the standings this coming year. We really don't know. We don't know how it's going to go. But um, no matter what happens, you know, Devin White requests that trade and uh, now we uh, move on to see what uh, what happens there. I mean, I feel like it'll definitely hurt Tampa in some aspects, you know, whether they use him as depth or if they use him as a starter or whatever the plan was for this coming season, um, it's still going to hurt them because a loss is a loss, no matter uh, however way you put it for a team, any type of losses is a loss that you have to replace. So, um, but I think Devin White, I mean, we, we talked about it briefly before the show. I mean, I, I think, you know, Bills, I think Eagles, Vikings, I, I think a lot of these places could use a linebacker or, or just like a team might just want him for depth or just to add to a super mega team. So if, if there's a, you know, like if, um, if maybe he won't get traded immediately, but let's say like halfway through the season, you know, maybe like a, um, a San Francisco 49ers are like six and zero or something. They just want a linebacker just for the fun of it. They might trade for him and then, you know, get, get a nice trade for him. And then they're just going to like try to stack their team. But, I think that he would get traded before then, but I don't think it'll be around the draft. I really don't know. I mean, I know there's a lot of teams that are like, or, uh, that are dealing with like players requesting trades and like trading around the draft. I don't know if Devin White's going to be one of the people that are going to be, you know, given up in the trade. Cause don't get me wrong. Devin White's good, but also I feel like a lot of players could be like, or a lot of teams could be like, well, I'm not going to trade you this first round pick for Devin White when I can dra- <laughs> when I can draft a linebacker in the first round, and a lot of these guys are good, or even in like the mid second rounds, because there's a lot of like second and third round sleeper or gems that I think per se that a lot of these teams could draft that I've talked about on different mock drafts and whether it was with you or just in general. So yeah, yeah, I I think it depends what the Buccaneers want for Devin White. Devin White is a former first round pick from the 2019 draft. He also has experience. He's never really been considered bad in my memory. I think he's no. a good linebacker. The one team that I think is would really kind of put more in for him than the other teams is the Buffalo Bills because the Buffalo Bills have for the last like 5 years 
and not really five years because that would be Josh Allen's rookie year, but three or four, three to four years have said like we are the Super Bowl contender. We're right there. We're gonna get it. We're gonna be in the Super Bowl this year, and then they always fall short. Whether it's against the Bengals or against the Chiefs, for what they've just haven't been able to make it. I think they really want to make it to that game. They just lost Tremaine Edmonds to the Bears, um, so putting in getting another linebacker. Yes, maybe Devin White. He he. You have to trade him a little bit more than you want. But if you get to a situation on draft night where the linebacker you were looking for is gone and you've got this guy, he's a former first-rounder, he is good, he's proven himself. So you've got – I'm kind of of the opinion draft picks can be overrated sometimes. They can – and I know Joe Camo disagrees with me on this of the Cardinal rule. He's got his stats and, like, what each draft pick is worth, and that's fine. But I personally would much rather have a guy who I know the way he plays, I know that he's proven, I know what he's like on the field, than saying, like, okay, I know what this guy was like in college, and I know what his tape shows me, and I know these things, but I don't know what he's going to be like in an NFL setting. So if I'm the Bills and I really only need a few, like, minor – things to plug in place to get to the Super Bowl assume presumably maybe you do go all in on Devin White fill that position with an experienced guy with a guy who has knowledge of the position and the NFL and has already played in a Super Bowl and won Mm -hmm. so I think that's why I think the Bills go for it Um, Eagles could be another team that's like that they made it to the Super Bowl last year and fell short uh, but I don't know that they necessarily have the uh Fatigue, I guess I can't really think of a better word, but I'd, I'd got to think that the Bills are starting to get fatigued of the every year being said they're Super Bowl contenders and then not making it. Yeah, not even making it close. Yeah, like, that's uh, most of mo- it's either first or second round. Maybe and it's every and you've year. got Stefan Diggs with the Bills. His he's getting older. Um, you you've got that clock ticking. The Eagles don't really have that clock ticking as much. Their best, no. their best players are all young. You've got AJ Brown is one of their oldest players on offense, and he's a 2019 uh, rookie. Aside from like your, uh, like your linemen, like Lane Johnson and Jason Kelsey, they're older. But I'm, as far as your skill positions, they're all very young, talented guys. They're in uh, Philadelphia, so. I think if the Bills might end up going for Devin White just to kind of make a desperate swing at the Super Bowl, try to get past the Bengals and the Chiefs and whoever else becomes a threat in the AFC. But we'll have to see. We don't know for sure. We'll, I think there's going to be a lot of trades on draft night. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think there's going to be a lot of trades. But for what, I don't know and when. Like, I don't know if they're all going to be in the first round because I believe what it is it. It, night one is just round one, right? Yep. Yeah, and then round and then night two is two, three, four, and then day three is five, six, seven. So I, I think there would probably be a lot more trades day two, just because two, three, four. Because I don't, I mean, I think there's going to be like, there's going to be uh, maybe a couple trades in round one, but I feel like two, three, four is going to be a lot more, just because not only that you not only do you have a lot more rounds, but also you have. You know, second rounds are very important. You can still get some really good picks in the third round and even the fourth round. Fifth, sixth, and seventh is just kind of like, 
whatever whatever's left over uh fill some depth positions and if any of them end up being a lot better than we expected it's a win so like Brock um, Purdy. I th- yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> it's, it, it, Brock Purdy was a depth position and he ended up being better than what they expected absolutely it, it, you know Mr. Irrelevant they just picked yeah. him they're like okay we'll, we'll try and the next thing you know it's it's a great story for Brock Purdy so but um and Murray agrees too Murray, Murray's so, a Brock Purdy fan yeah Murray really likes Brock Purdy when I was talking about Brock Purdy he was like he's getting really loud I don't know if you you could hear it on my end but he's getting really loud but um but yeah I think a lot more trades will happen on two three and four rounds I I think I think the linchpin is Lamar Jackson. Yeah, you know what? I I if Lamar it'd be funny if like Lamar Jackson gets really happy about Odell and then gets like traded away. Well, cuz hey, if he wants to stay in Baltimore, I feel like he has control of that. He can sign the franchise tag. Yeah, but would he want to stay that's, in Baltimore? That's the thing. And if he gets traded to the Colts, then the Colts don't need to draft a quarterback. They can trade back. Someone else can trade up. We've got like Lamar is gonna call if Lamar gets traded day one of the draft, I fully expect to see like five other teams all trade and the draft to get rearranged. Because the Colts are gonna be like, Cool, we've got our quarterback. We don't need a quarterback now. We'll go and get a, a receiver, but we don't need to be at spot four for that. Cardinals are probably going to trade back because they don't need a quarterback. Um, they could probably trade back to four and still get Will Anderson. So, yeah, I mean, probably. I, like I expect that. to see lots of trades this draft. I, I feel like we had a lot of trades last draft that we weren't expecting, and this draft I'm expecting to see way more. But we will see. That's the way it goes in the NFL sometimes. Crazy stuff happens. That's why we love it. That's why we watch. That's why we support the teams that we do. Um, still waiting on uh, the T. Higgins news, though. T. Higgins is kind of yeah. I, I thought that was going to come out over the last couple of days, and nothing you know, happened. you know what the you know what the I'll tell you what happened here. So quick rundown because we're almost out of time. So uh, there's this guy Zim Hude on Twitter who. He's kind of a controversial fan. I don't really want to get into that aspect of it. But he's usually pretty factual when he tweets stuff. And he said, the deal is done. Expect it to be announced in the next 24 hours. And I think that that was Monday. And nothing has come out. And T. Higgins' mom, who we know what her Twitter account is. She's very active on Twitter. She, like, quoted that tweet and then put the eye emoji. Like, the ooh, like what do you know that I don't type thing. So people mm-hmm. are like, does this mean – she doesn't know that it's been done or has it not been done. And so, yeah. but then that, the eye emoji got deleted. And so we're, we're all just kind of sitting around like, Oh shoot. Okay. Is T Higgins got his contract signed or not? This is big news. We're waiting. We're waiting. You know what the Bengals social media team did? You know what they what? did? They started posting highlights of T Higgins and they started posting wallpapers of T Higgins, like all these posts of T Higgins. So I'm expecting something soon, but they, they're definitely aware of what they're doing because they weren't posting all these highlights of T. Higgins a week ago. And it's interesting that it's T. Higgins and not Jamar Chase or just – it's only T. Higgins. We're only hyping up T. Higgins this week. <laughs> so um, I love the Bengals' social media team, but they're, they're just teasing us at this point. But 
fully expect some news to come out about T. Higgins soon. Hopefully we get the Joe Burrow extension soon as well. I've seen it predicted to be a $214 million four-year contract. I'd like to see it six to eight years personally, get, get him locked down. But we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm That's my piece. I'm all done for the day. I don't know. Chas, you got anything more you got to say? Not really, no. I mean, as we grow closer, though, I mean, it is April 13th. Um, so um, we're, what, two weeks out from draft? Yeah, about. Just about two weeks. Because you know, the first over. draft night is, what, the 28th? 29th, I think. Yeah, I don't know. You told 29th. me because I was I thought it was earlier. and Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the 28th through the 30th. But I could it be is wrong. the 27th through the 29th. I knew the 29th was in there somewhere. So, okay, so we yeah, are two weeks two. exactly till draft day. When yeah, so, and I I think we should cover a lot of that. When the tight end Michael Mayer becomes a Cincinnati Bengal, Austin Eckler becomes a Cincinnati Bengal, Joe Mixon gets cut, and Saquon comes to the Bengals. I've got this all worked out in my head. We're gonna be good. Heck, we might even sign Zeke for a three million dollar deal to be our running back three. Why not? Yeah, and the Steelers <laughs> are gonna. Um... And the Steelers are going to trade and get um, – they're going to get uh, – they're going to trade off and get Jordan Addison. And then we're going to cut Deontay Johnson, and then we're going to make a trade. You just with, paid Deontay um, Johnson. So yeah, but we're going to get rid of him anyway. We're going to trade him away. We're going to get um, Stephon Diggs from Buffalo in exchange for Deontay Johnson straight up. Um, and then that's going to be our wide receiver core. And then we're going to move Najee Harris to running back two. We're going to trade Jalen Warren in exchange – for Dalvin Cook, even though he's not on the trading block, we're just going to trade for him. Well, no, Dal- Dalvin, Dalvin Cook, Cook is on the trading block. Okay, well, we're going to get Dalvin <laughs> Cook. It's going to be Dalvin Cook and Najee Harris, and then um, we're going to get Jason Kelsey. We're going to get a bunch of more top linemen, and then in the backfield, we're going to get um, – we're going to have, you know, Minka. We're going to have TJ Watt. We're going to have just a star-studded defense. We're going to get Chase Young. And you're going to be scared. I'm not going to be scared. Let's – this is the fun of the draft. We have no idea what's going to happen. Um, other than the Bengals are going to have three RB1s to match their three wide receiver ones. Anyway, thank you for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe. We can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts and on YouTube at No But Show. Our social wait, media – Wait, wait, wait. Oh, my gosh. Wait, what do you I got? have one more thing to say. Okay. Drake Bell from Drake and Josh is missing. That is true. Drake Bell is Please keep him in your thoughts. Yes. And the hope and belief that he is okay. Pray for Drake Bell's safe return. Um, A anchor point in so many of our childhoods. Hope he's okay. No matter what he has done in the past, I don't want to see anything bad. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's that's right. That's right. Um, Anyway, uh. Our social media pages are nobuts underscore show on Instagram and nobuts show on TikTok. My Twitter is josh underscore butts underscore 2001. And if you would like to reach us, you can email us at bullmoosepodcast2. That's the number two at gmail.com. Finally, our spread shop where you can get all the cool merch. Just, oh, he's still got the hat. I was going to say he had it on last time, but he's still got the hat on. It says, let somebody cook. I'm sure he's going to be yelling that at some team this season, probably the Washington Commanders when they start subbing out Jacoby Brissett and Sam Howell. 
Uh, maybe that new ownership doesn't do that, though, but we'll see. Um, anyway, you can go get that hat in the spread shop. The link will be in the description of both the YouTube video and the podcast audio link. So check out the merch. There's shirts. There's anything you can think of. I think there's a cooking apron on there. It says, let somebody cook. You can wear it for your barbecues this summer. I got you. I got the hookup for you. Once again, if you enjoyed today's show, like, comment, and subscribe. Until next time, go do something nice for someone.